a next-level conversation race-related. I apologize in advance for the audio. Sadly, it is not super even, but check out this conversation with Dr. Stan Harris, a.k.a. Dr. Breakthrough, as we get the real deal on race relations. Cue the intro. Welcome to The Real Deal, where we get real about what it takes to succeed. Whether it's wealth, health, relationships, or finding your purpose, we talk to the masters to uncover the secrets to defying the odds and creating your own rock star legacy. I'm Doug, and after working on multiple Grammy-winning records as an author, transformational speaker, and your personal translightenment coach, I'm committed to your growth and success. And now, here's the real deal. So before we begin, of course, we have to honor our sponsor. Are you feeling stressed out? Perhaps getting sick and tired of day terrors or worse night terrors then go ahead to guidedhypnotic.com that's guidedhypnotic.com and download your anxiety busting guided hypnotic meditation guidedhypnotic.com all right so dr stan harris aka dr breakthrough is back for an encore Second time in short order to share, because we started getting deep. He had places to go. He's a super sought after uh, thought leader, speaker, and contributor to all things spiritual, emotional, and otherwise. And he had to go. So we came back to add some additional value. And he's traveled over 3 million miles, speaking to crowds as large as 17,000, making as much as $47,000 for speaking one hour. He uses his 10th degree black belt skills to demonstrate how anyone can break through the barriers that try to hinder their success. He has a doctorate in ministry, a PhD in martial arts, and has been voted into both the black belt and motivational speakers hall of fame and has dedicated his life to educate, empower, and elevate people to break through their barriers by breaking to the highest version of themselves. He has shared the stage with Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, Bill Bailey, Les Brown, Will Joey, etc. Many, many more, myself included. He built a, an MLM team to 1.5 million members worldwide and developed the 21-day Breakthrough Challenge. He's perhaps the most entertaining, enlightening, and electrifying speaker on the circuits today. He believes you may be just one step away from your massive breakthrough. That is so true. We... we got deep into that, but welcome back. And it was so important because we had the conversation. We started getting deeper into the roles people play in their, uh, in their transformation and the, the idea of uh, what role one is playing, whether it be victim, victimizer, victor, bystander. And uh, we wanted to give it the full amount of time that it, that was due. So welcome back, my friend. Hey, well, thank you for having me. As I said before, it's a privilege and a pleasure, a treat and a treasure, a joy beyond measure to be back with you, man. <laughs> God bless you, brother. <laughs> so what was going on? I, I don't remember specifically what we were talking about, but we started to get into some some depth into roles people are playing and the challenges that um, the, the world is facing at the moment. And 
what philosophies and mindset may help others break out of the uh, and break through to their best version of themselves during these challenging times? Yes. So we're talking. Yeah, we're talking about uh, victims, and right now there's a lot of distress, a lot of, of, of things going on in our country today. Uh, not just our country, but all over the world. Yeah. And so, so we we want to st- talk about helping people to bridge that gap from from being a victim um, to being a victor. And now there's some steps and things in between as well. And we want to address those. But uh, here's the thing: we have to understand is like all of us. So so that's. Let's back down real quick. What, what exactly is a victim? See, a victim is a person that has been uh, injured, um, harassed, or killed by other or another's action, okay? So when you think about that type of definition, all of us, to some degree, um, are victims, have been victimized, right? And, uh, and so a couple things, and many of you know my story. I told it the other day, but, you know, when I was three, my dad left, never came home, never called, uh, never sent mom a dime to help raise us. When I was six years of age, I was out in the middle of a field playing and a gang of teenagers came my way and I was so afraid I froze in my tracks. And, and, and you know, one guy took and hit me in the stomach, bam! You know, when you're a six-year-old boy and a teenager, you know, Oof. I mean, just yeah. knocked the air on me. I was like, you know, you're trying to breathe, you can't breathe. And, and then Doug, you know, you would think that, that, you know, I mean, why would it take one teenager to beat up one six-year-old boy, you know? And actually, by the way, I was so afraid. I, I tell people I was paralyzed by my fear. Now, now I teach a concept. If you're going to be afraid, be propelled by your fear. <laughs> right. Don't, Use it. Yeah, but because the fastest I've ever run is when a dog was after me. Hello, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can. And I can it wasn't almost, a chihuahua. Hey, yeah, yeah. I can almost <laughs> match up with you. See, you saying boat during that time. I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying though is, but instead of being propelled, I was I was paralyzed. And like I said, when that guy hit me, I didn't. They, these guys started beating all over. Again, I'm a six-year-old boy. I'm out in the middle of the field. I'm not bothering anybody. I'm crying because I'm crying for my mom. I'm crying for help. I'm crying because I'm hurting. And and, uh, and and you would think, I mean, by the time I'm bleeding from everywhere you could bleed, you would think that was enough. But that wasn't enough. One guy picked me up and slammed me on the ground. And then they started stomping on me like I was an ant or a roach and started kicking all over me. And again, I'm, I'm, I mean, this is it's crazy. You would think again, here's this little six-year-old boy. Here are these teenagers. They beat him up. They pogrized him. He's beat, bleeding. Were they kids Nothing that you knew from school, or like were they random? No, I didn't. No, I didn't know. Didn't know. Wow. Never seen them. Never saw. Them. Um, and then that's not enough. I'm, I'm laying. I'm beaten. I'm bladdered. One I battered. One guy flipped me over where I'm face up. I'm a six year old boy. Takes a great big old bucket of tar. They pour it in my face. They pour it on my body. Took a bunch of feathers. They threw them on me and they left me there out in the middle of a field. Literally, I, I could have died. I mean, thank God the tar wasn't hot, but it was thick and almost suffocated. Somebody finally found me, rushed me to the hospital, got me taken care of. I mean, I've been through racial abuse and physical abuse and uh, um, sexual abuse. And matter of fact, I tried to commit suicide, as I said before, on two different occasions, and I'm glad I failed. But but what I'm saying is all of us, some folks have had things worse done to them. Other, But I'm saying all of us, to some degree, have been victims. We've been done wrong by someone. And, uh, you know, and, and, and here's the thing, though. I had to realize this. Not, and, and, Doug, I went through those stages. I, I, see, here's what happens. If you, once you become a victim, if you don't go through the healing process, then you can actually become a victimizer yourself. Right. Uh, because what happens is that, those, those, that bitterness, I, I like to say bitterness and resentment does more harm to the vessel in which it's stored than the victim 
on whom it's poured. And when you hate, the person you hurt the most is yourself. Uh, and, and so what happens when, you're, when, you, when you allow yourself to be angry and upset and bitter and just keep thinking about what was done to you and the wrong that was done to you, it's like an infection. And then what happens, that infection is like, and it's also something about the mind that, that you, the more you keep thinking about it, it's like, it's like some guy that grows up and his, you know, his dad didn't treat him right. He's, he really didn't like his dad or, or maybe a young lady. And they think about it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And, and you know, years down the road, people say, you're just like your dad. In other words, they become just right. like the person they hate it because they're constantly thinking about that. That's such an imprint in the mind. Right. Right. And so, so anybody out there that's a victim, which again, technically by the definition, all of us to some degree ha have been victimized. Or if you haven't been, I, I hate to tell you this, your time will come. Um, but the thing is, if, if you're not careful. And see, here's one of the things you have to understand. God doesn't hold us accountable for our actions, uh, for others' actions, excuse me, but he does hold us accountable for our reactions. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people understand the thing about forgiveness and people are like, how could you forgive someone who did something like that? It's like a young lady that was victimized and, and uh, was going through a park at night and, 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 and a gentleman, uh, I shouldn't say gentleman, but uh, uh, he, he was raped and literally left for dead. And she ended up being blind because of the situation. Her best friend was there in the hospital. And she said, did, she said, do you ever think about the scumbag that did this to you? And she said, well, her friend that was blinded said, not really. She's like, what do you mean? Are you, are you kidding? Like well, what he did to you and now look, and you're blinded now, you'll be blind for the rest of your life. And here's what she said that was so powerful. She said, he stole 10 minutes of my life. I refuse to give him one second more. Wow. wow. And literally she said, so, 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 and, and when I say forgiveness, I'm not talking about be buddy, buddy with this person or whatever else, but I'm telling you until I learn, because again, I was a victim of that. And, and my older brother was in a gang and guess what? So I went out with him one day. I mean, that, that bitterness is, and, and so to see these guys starting to do to somebody else, not to that same degree, but what was done to me, I was like, whoa, 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 what am I, wait a minute. And it's like, it was a wake up moment. It was mm. in my life. And so I'm gonna say to everybody out there's a victim. First of all, I, I mean, I, I want to, if, if you would allow me to, um, I, I wanna ask forgiveness of that person, that society, that situation that did you wrong. I, I, I wanna ask forgiveness. Cause see the sad thing is many people have been victimized never had their victimizers come. It'd be a little easier if they come and ask for forgiveness. It'd be a little easier if they showed some remorse and, and actually changed. But the sad thing about it, Doug, is a lot of times that just doesn't happen. And victims will hurt themselves if they make it a requirement because now you're basing something based on what's... If they victimize you in, at one point, why would they change? Right. Normally, now thank God some people do, but sometimes they don't. And, if that's well, and even if they do, if you still play the story over in your head and you keep re-victimizing yourself, the person could apologize. And it happens a lot where or the person does their time or what have you. Justice, quote, is served, but they're still living in the trauma. They're still living in that victimhood. Right. But let me let me. Uh, and, and again, I, I have a little different spin on things. And I don't mean any harm. I, and I don't yeah. know if you meant it when you said it, but. A, a per, they're not it's not i don't see it as victimizing themselves because now we're we're, we're well re-traumatizing is what i'm i'm getting right, at right, like, right, right, yeah right right 
Well, but I'm saying, but see, there are some people that think they're helping people to get out of being victims by trying to. Right, I know. Like one guy, yeah, it's kind of like one guy said, he said, the media is like irresponsible. It says that oftentimes it'll make the criminal look like he's the victim and make the victim look like he's the criminal. And if you weren't careful, you know, you'll, you'll end up hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. In other words, sometimes these victims say, well, if she wasn't, a, a rapist will say, if she wasn't dressed like that, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> there are people that have become dressed like a nun and still get victim. So, so what I'm saying is, so yes, and we want to be very careful because it's based on where a victim is. Some people are super sensitive. One guy said to another person, said, oh, you're so sensitive about that. And I said to the other guy, I said, well, listen, if you've been cut a certain place over and over and over again, of course it's going to be sensitive if somebody yeah. touches it, right? And especially when somebody's pouring in salt. But, so, but, but we want to, and this is what I love about what you do, obviously, though, we, but we want to help. Because like I said, I, I, I went to that being a victim and then actually becoming a victimizer. And because I was jumped and beaten and so forth, then I had this this chip on my shoulder. You know, you hear people talk chip. And I would knock my chip off. <laughs> I mean, just, just what I just, I mean, I mean, I'm full of rage, right? It's like, like my dad doesn't care. Nobody cares. And, and what happens sometimes, you know, especially with young men, you know, I, I developed, dug this hard shell. Because mm -hmm. I've been hurt so much, I thought if I protect, protect myself, someone put this hard shell. First, and number one, I'm going to be blocked from the outside. Number two, I'm not going to allow anybody to get access to my heart, right? And and sometimes women who've been abused by the men, you know, and, uh, and sometimes by the way, abuse, abuse usually here's what we don't understand. If you don't understand the use of a thing, then usually abuse of that thing is going to happen. Mm. Ooh, let me say that again. If you don't understand the use of a thing, then there could be abuse. And so, so yes, there's there's victims, but then there's victimizers. And by the way, you got to understand something. A victimizer is literally low down, scum of the earth. You don't, and I don't normally talk that way, but I'm, I'm going to say right. this. You have got, listen, you are better than that. You have got to pick yourself up. You've got to understand what you sow, you're going to reap. And it may not be in your life. It may be in your son's life, your daughter's life. It may, and, and so I'm saying this. If anything, the strong are supposed to protect the weak, not take advantage of the weak. And we've got a different society now that looks for people they can take advantage of, looks for people they can they can victimize. So you got victims, of course you get the victimizers, but and you I'm gonna take off a little bit of what you said, but then sometimes you got volunteer. Mm -hmm. In other words, somebody's been victimized so long, so much, they literally like become a volunteer. <laughs> right? right. It's like it's like it's like the, the one guy's out there rocking. He said, and, and, and the, um, um, the, the, this uh, cat said, the cat has tail right there. He said, God's rock on. He said, why does he do that? He said, man, his, his tail's been rocked over so many times. He just figured, let me just lay it down. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. people have been hurt so much, so long, they just volunteer and they just give in. And, and that's another reason why we're doing the show, because you, you're stronger than that. Listen, don't don't succumb. Don't give in. Don't just throw in the towel. And and that same token, by the way, I always tell people too who have been victimized, learn not to play the blame game, right? And blame, my acronym for blame, B-L-A-M-E, being lame and manifesting excuses. Oof. Being lame and manifesting excuses. Now, let, let's 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 hit this now. So so here's what happens. So. Even in the Garden of Eden, here's Adam. God gives him a wife, and you know, and so they end up in sin. And he says to God, "It's the woman, you know, it's the woman." And then the woman says, "It was the snake. It was the serpent. The devil's the only one who was man enough to say, yeah, it was me.'" 
(laughs) (laughs) So here's what I'm going to say. Here's what we have to do. And and I I think I said this at the close of the show, and I think this is what provokes something in you. Mm -hmm. If you're wounded by someone else, that's not your fault. Right. But if you're ever going to get to be healed, that's going to be your responsibility. And I think that's really what we want to help you all to understand, because, again, you know, you can't lay around thinking that that everybody's going to do something for you. And and by the way, if you're not careful from going from being a victim to a volunteer, watch this, my friend, you can start becoming dependent on other people's sympathy and empathy for you or sympathy, I should say. And and some people that try to help people that have been victimized, Doug, it's sad to say, but they themselves are so insecure that they create this codependency right yep. to get this person to be dependent on them like somebody like i think i said the other day i'm gonna say it again i'm gonna turn it back over to you and that will go on but but i tell people i don't help people anymore now i know that sounds crazy coming from a minister of the gospel and a guy who's dedicated his life to it but here's what happens i almost got killed because like somebody drowning right you jump and try to save them they don't mean to but they'll knock you all upside right so i tell people now this is a baby but if you're drowning yeah. i am not jumping in after you i'm gonna throw in the life preserve right stay on the boat I'm going to pull you. I'm going to pull you in. If you don't grab it, I'm going to preach the best sermon or eulogy they ever heard. (laughs) But but if you grab it, man, I'm pulling you in, you know? And so at some point, here's what we got to do. The word responsibility means respond with ability. Ability. Right. And so for for a while, I was like, you you just don't understand. My dad left with this and society did this and I didn't treat me right. I was sexually abused. I was physically abused. You don't just don't know what I, and finally one day it dawned on me, really, most people don't care about your story. They got, sometimes they got their own. And many yeah. people aren't that caring that they even want to really can, can even give you what you need. And sometimes if you're not careful, they will take what you've been victimized, that area, and use it as a weapon against you. So be very, very careful um, who you're talking to about your, your, your situations. But, but we want you to move from being a victim to being a victor, but you have to understand some of the steps from, so, so a victim, you know, instead of volunteering to be continually victimized, because sometimes people's self-esteem is so low, Doug, they just think this is all that I'm worth. Right, and they accept it. They accept it. And not just accept it, then they, they literally start embracing it. And right. I, I, well, because it's a strategy. That, they can get attention that way. They can get some affirmation. They can get, you know, a, an illusion of love and people caring. Mm-hmm. Because sadly, there are people hijacking movements for their own benefit. And it's their own psycho remuneration that they're, they're feeling like they have a sense of purpose, a sense of value when they're not thinking through the whole process. Correct. Well, yeah. And so here's what I say. See, pain and adversity, it serves as a catalyst that catapults some to break, mm-hmm. others to break bad, right? It's a medical world, but yet others to break records. And so I want every person that's been victimized, every person that's in that victim mode, I want you to allow your pain. Listen, nobody's not, nobody's making light of your pain. Nobody's denying your pain. And I, and I, again, I apologize for many of you who came out and tried to speak to somebody and they did, they denied, right. And right. went for help, right. For people that you trusted and they're like, no, no, no. And, and, you know, they were in their own, you know, denial and all that kind of stuff, you know, and by the way, denial, my acronym for denial, D E N I A I excuse me, D E N I A L. Don't even notice I am lying. 
Ooh. Ooh, it's, one, yeah. it's one thing to be lied to, but it's worse when you lie to My yourself deep. and believe yourself. Yeah. So some of you are being victimized and you don't even know it. Well, he said he loves me. No, he's a victimizer, right? And uh, as a matter of fact, I, I think I put on uh, Facebook the other day, uh, this is very powerful, uh, mental slavery. <laughs> wow, man, that, that got some, uh, a few dislikes uh, or unfriends, but I'm always yeah. at my 5,000 limit, so I didn't mind it. Right, right. <laughs> but, but, but mental slavery, well, and, and I'm being facetious. No, I, I, I really would love for people to get the truth of it instead of people being so emotionally that, that one thing, that's like, okay, that's it, right? But mental slavery is the worst form of slavery because it gives you the illusion of freedom, but it makes you trust love and defend your oppressor or your victimizer while making you an enemy of those who are trying to free you and open your eyes. See, Doug, sometimes people are more they're, they're more comfortable with a familiar problem than yep. an unfamiliar solution. So those of us who, are, who have dedicated our lives, instead of helping people, we empower people. I forgot to say it a few moments ago. I now empower people, which means I'm going to help them understand that what they're looking for outside of them is actually on the inside of them. And like you, I think you said earlier, basically anything, or the last time I think we were talking, but anything good, if you're hearing me or Doug, anything good, it's resonating with you is because literally, my friend, that's, that's, it's already in you. It's already right. in you. It's in you already to be a victor. It's in you, my friend, not to be a victim, not to be a victimizer, not to volunteer and just throw in the towel and just give up and just say, okay, well, woe is me. This is life. You know, uh, many years ago, um, you know, folks would say, uh, you know, white man, white man will stop me. He's trying to stop me. So, so why should I even try? And so one time I preached a sermon called the white man can't stop me. So now there's some racist things and prejudice things that need to be dealt with. And, uh, and there's something, there's some places that I'm qualified to work, but you know, I won't be hired there because the qualification they have is part of it is color. So I'm all for qualifications, but when colors are qualifications, uh, yeah, that's bad qualification, right? yeah. but, anyway, but, but, but sad to say, so, 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 so yeah, there's some things that I've said socially or not, but here's, here's the whole thing. I said, here's what we got to do. You got to learn to use as a lever, the things you can do to create leverage to help offset and correct the things you maybe don't have power of. So for instance, I said, like the, no white man can stop me from spending time walking with God and no white man can stop me from having good character. No white man can stop me from loving my wife. No white man can stop me from training my children. No white man can stop me from everything I put my hand on, giving it everything I have to the best, you know, of my ability to people like, man, I've never seen anybody work like that guy. I've never seen anybody produce like that guy, right? And so I said, so what you got to do is you got to, and again, I said, I'm not negating that there's some problems, some issues that need, but, but in the meantime, you got to take what you can do as a lever. And once you do those things, it'll have to leverage uh, those things and concentrate on the things that you can do. And, uh, and again, so and there's a lot of unrest going on in our country today. And, uh, and by the way, I, 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 everybody's trying to get, keep everybody divided. And I want to say this, my friend, I don't think God, no, I know God doesn't ride the back of donkeys or elephants. <laughs> okay. So, so, so we got so many people that's, Oh, I was talking to God the other day. I was like, man, you talk about that political party, like some, White folks despairingly talk about black folks. It's like, dude, this is crazy, man. And like some guys despairingly that are male chauvinists talk about women, which that's a whole nother thing, you know? Yeah. Right? But what I'm saying is this, we've got to, we've got to get to a place where part of the thing is, I'm not gonna allow myself to be a volunteer victim. I've been victimized. 
I'm not going to be, end up being a victimizer. So I'm going to have to exercise some forgiveness. Now, somebody says forgive and forget. One of the ways you can forgive and forget is you can forgive and, and forget all about that person. Right? Mm-hmm. They got to be smiling yeah. in front of their face and all that. But but here's the thing, though. But but you got to understand this. Here's the difference. And Doug, I'm, I'm going to turn it back over to you for a while here. But, but here's the difference between a, a victim, um, what, what I call an victor, because we want you to get to being a victim. So victims, they focus on what they are going through right? Or what they've been through. While victors focus on where they're going to, what they're mm-hmm. going to, right? So, so, so a victim, if you hear them talk, it's always, it's, it's always what's been done to them, always what's been done to them. But victors, who in often cases have been through similar things that the victims say, you know, you just don't understand. And some of the victors have been through worse. But what's the difference? Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you keep your mind focused on just that negative, it literally zaps your energy and brings you down. Yep. Whereas that's why I love what you're doing. Now, you want to bring people on that can talk about some solutions and talk about some empowering things to help to empower people, let them know you're more powerful than you realize. And so, uh, so here's the thing. So we want to be victors so we learn to focus on where we're going. It's interesting. There was a man in the Bible, 38 years, it said, the pool of Bethesda. And the story was that the first person that would get in when the angel would trouble the water, the first person to get in would be healed of whatever they had. Hmm. And so here's this man, this this, this invalid man. Um, he's he's, he's, he's at right by the pool. But here's what he said. Every time the angel troubles the water and I try to get in, somebody else beats me in. And so imagine for 38 years he was there. Now, Jesus comes, and, and regardless of a person's belief system, just, just listen to the story, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus comes and says to this man, what would you have me to do? <laughs> now, now, don't get me wrong. Think about this for a minute. In, the, in, the, in the, that day, people, this word had gotten out about this guy who's a healer. Here's the healer standing in front of someone who wants and needs to be healed. He says, what would you have me to do? And here's the guy's response, Doug. Here's when you know it's a victim. I have no man when the water's troubled to put me in. Hmm. He was so focused on what he didn't have. He was so, the healer said, by the way, he didn't ask you that. He said, what do you want? Yep. The sad thing is about when you ask people what they want more, they first, they got to try to load you down with what they don't, don't want. want. No, we're not talking about that. We want to know what do you want? And if we can get you to focus on what you want, because I say obstacles are what you see when you take your eyes off of your goal. And by the way, if you see me extra sweating, <laughs> the air conditioner went out today, man. I'm oh, no. It's 97 <laughs> degrees here. Oh, in oh, wow. And thank but you then for putting up still, with that. Hey, to playing the victim and saying, Doug, I can't, it's too hot, right? right. I'm, I'm like, bless God, guess what, my friend? We're going to be a victor. We're going to do it in the heat. Amen. <laughs> I, remember, I remember a day when people didn't have air, uh, central air conditioning. Right? Right? Well, you, you know, you, you don't you want the windows that's hotter out there even. Than this. <laughs> but you actually bring up an interesting point as well. We think about it. It's only in the last, well, like, I don't know how many years the, that we've had AC, but for, you know, literally tens of thousands of years, all humans were, could be victims or victors of the environment. Yep. Like just to survive every day was an incredible struggle. 
And now I think part of the challenge is we're so used to having challenges when we don't have them, we create them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because some people that's their, that's their comfort level. Matter of fact, let me tell you a quick story. My brother uh, had some, some rough times in his life. And, um, and so then he got in a real good spot and we were talking when I was like, man, I'm so proud of you, man. And, congratulations, you know, and you're taking responsibility on some things that you, you know, previously you wouldn't, and, and blah, blah, And he's, he made this statement to me, Doug, and when he said it, a light bulb went off, and I was like, that's what's going on in some of the people's minds that I'm trying to empower. And here's what he said. He said, man, he said, yeah, things are, matter of fact, things are too good. I'm actually scared. Mm. He said, I know something as bad has got to happen. And I was like, no, <laughs> stop. I said, okay, and the word this. became flesh. <laughs> exactly. And I said to him, I said, listen, just think about maybe this way. I'm a guy, you know, who, who, uh, who I did my time. So, say, I did my time. So yeah, I had a rough, rough time in life. I did my, but now I paid the price. Now I'm getting to enjoy some fruits of the good things that I start sees I started sowing. So I deserve the word deserve, by the way, in Danish, two words, D means from uh, serve service from service, service. From service. Whenever we provide service, we deserve. And if you sow, you're going to reap. So I said, listen. So so, you, why is it that you accepted the bad that was happening in your life? Because you were okay. I was a bad dude, or I did some things wrong. Okay, okay. So you made a change, and now things are happening is right. So accept that. And I want to say to everybody out there, by the way, give yourself permission to succeed. Give yourself permission to get a breakthrough. Give yourself permission to have a turnaround. Give yourself permission. It's time, because here's what Jesus said to that guy. He said, you know what, at the pool, when the guy said, I have no man, you know what Jesus said to him? Take up your bed and walk. Jesus never laid hands on him, never said you were healed. He just said, take up your bed and walk. You know what that means? The power that this guy was looking for on the outside of him was always oh, yeah. on the inside of him. But because he was so focused on what he thought he didn't have, he never recognized what he did have. Oh, my goodness. And I'm telling you, some of the greatest victors in the world are people who have been victimized. Some of the greatest champions in the world. It was Booker T. Washington that said it best. He said success shouldn't be measured by what a person accomplishes. Success should be measured by what a person has to overcome to accomplish it. So that means some of you who think you're such terrible victims, and guess what? Your story, your story will mean that you have and have greater success than the people that you look up to and think you can never be like that. <laughs> and it comes with that being responsible. Responding with the building. You have an ability yeah. of what you put in here. Somebody said the uh, African proverb, if there's no enemy within, the enemy without can do you no harm. 100%. Right? So, so let me say, let me say this real quick. I, I, I thought about this, and that is, um, uh, there's a guy, Dr. Johannes J. Christian, who um, incredible, incredible young man. I say young man, he's older than me, but I'm young though. <laughs> yeah. By the way, man, I look a whole lot younger when I didn't have this, and and, and so you know, Corona came, and man, I start. And my wife said, "Ooh, I like that. That looks debonair." I'm like, "She's like that makes you look so." Happy. I was like, "Baby." I was like, won't you let your gray hairs come, grow out? Like, let me, she said, no, but she said, well, okay, you can cut off if you want to, but I'm just telling you. That yes, sexy. Men with gray look uh, <laughs> distinguished. <laughs> yep, yep. So I said, you know what? If my baby likes this and she thinks it's distinguished, I'm going to enjoy it for her sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Dr., but Dr. Christian in Ohio, uh, he was a pastor, by the way, his wife, um, uh, she didn't want to live the life of a pastor's wife, right? And 
the pressure and so forth. She ended up leaving five children. Now, now against the stereotypical thing of black fathers not being home, here's a black man that his wife left him and he, he raised his five children by himself. Mm. And he's coming back from a graduation. He has his, his godson with him. And um, a teenager took a boulder and threw it off the overpass and it went right through the windshield, hit Dr. Christian with such force, it broke the seat, knocked him in the back seat. And the uh, teenage boy that was with him just, it was just had the mind to just grab the steering wheel and put his foot over on the brake, you know, call the, the police real quick, 911. And, and literally they were in that area and, and within three, four minutes or so, they were there. But it was such an impact, it knocked out both his eyes, knocked off his, oh. all of his, it was nothing but a, but a hole left there, gaping hole. And they called the family, they got him to the hospital, and they said, if you want to see him, you better get here. He, he's not going to live. And um, it is the most incredible, matter of fact, I'm going to have to connect you with him. You, you, you ought to have him on your show sometime. But yeah, here, here, sure. So I won't take too much of his thunder, but I want to give this point. Here's what happened. The doctors, all of a sudden, they said, this is weird. He, he's, he's getting better, that we've never seen anything like this. And when he was, they, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 surgeries, I don't know what it was, you know, but... Um, but when he was able to, 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 to talk properly and so forth and get it out, because up to then he had to write on the pad, but he said when he got regained consciousness, the first thing he said was, I don't know who did this to me or how it happened, but I forgive mm -hmm. whoever did this. And they traced it back. It was at that moment when the doctors, they said, we can't explain this, this guy, but physiologically also, so, so I'm telling you folks, this this is incredible. And I, we call him the forgiveness doctor, by the way. Um, wow. Because <laughs> when, you, when you hear his story, but again, he could have played victim. By the way, I set him up to preach in churches, to speak in different places. The guy would get on the plane by himself. I'm like, wait a minute. I set him up to do a television show. I was like, Dr. Chris, how are you going to get there? He said, I'm going to get on the plane. I said, who's going with you? He said, nobody. I said, well, a strange city all by, he said, oh, I'll be okay. And the guy, matter of fact, he called me not long ago. He said, guess what I'm doing right now? I said, what? He said, I'm driving. I'm like, you're what? He said, well, he says, a big parking lot. <laughs> he said, the last thing that happened before I lost my sight, he said, I was driving. And that's the last thing I had to conquer. So, wow. so I had him take me to a big parking lot. And uh, I, by the way, first, when I met him, um, he has a church. He had me preaching his church. And I was like, what do you got a car for? He said, because I don't want anybody to have an excuse when I need a ride. I'm like, look, I got the car. You just don't drive. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, he said, he said, he said, he got in the car and he's driving. So they tell him, he said, uh, you know, there's a, there's something coming up here, a little bit to the right. So he did a little bit to the right, you know, and, and so this big old parking lot. So he got, so he's like, man, I drove, I did it. I was driving. That's the last thing that happened before this. But this guy has such life and such vitality. And when people hear his story, relatives that didn't speak to each other for 30 years and so a breakdown i mean when you hear the full impact of the story but here's a guy who could be a victim and and all of us would say grow hey i, I understand right but instead he said no now he's a victor now he, he's right he writes books the dude just did a walk but right before the pandemic from i was 120 something miles from columbus ohio to somewhere else 120 something miles wow <laughs> Right. And for a while, you know, he, he was he walked without anybody even holding onto his arm or anything. You know, he he set up a bunch of different people to walk. This one walked 10 miles with him. This one, five miles. This one, 20 miles. with him. And he, he did that. And the guys working with helping others who are blind, helping others 
who have been victimized and so forth. So, so now he's a powerful victor. And that's one of the things I want each and every one of you to get that, you know, you can be a victor. You can overcome this thing instead of being overcome by it. You can't overcome it. No, it won't be easy. No, it's not going to happen overnight, but it will be worth it. Don't you think Doug? Absolutely. And, and you, I mean, dude, so much incredible stuff for what you just shared. And I guess there's a couple of things that come up for me is one, what you, the last thing you just said, it's not going to happen overnight. I think there are a lot of people who we've been so conditioned to, you know, the microwave society that we should get instant results and trying to create instant results. And those don't happen, right? It, it's, there is an element. There, there are certain changes that are going to happen within that can right. be instantaneous, but the, the expression yeah, of them, yeah, do take some time. And, and then the other thing that I it's guess- too I, long for me sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's, yeah, of course, it's on God's time, not ours. And then, but it also comes from us working together and having- uh, like what you shared earlier, having the vision, having like, what is the outcome? The person who's saying what they don't want is consistently going to experience that because that's what they're focusing on. Right. The there's challenge. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with them stating it, right? And then just moving on. Well, right. When they keep going over and over and every time you talk to them, over and <laughs> and And then it's tough. So here, here's actually an interesting question for you. <clears throat> You shared you were, you had your horrific experiences being victimized. You then shifted, and, and this is my question. One, A, do you think that becoming a victimizer is a, a necessary part of a transition to victor? And whether or not, if so or not, how long did you spend victimizing before you had that, excuse me, that change of heart that, uh, you know, the change of spirit to go, wait, this, this is actually creating more of what I was experiencing in my heart. Right. No, I, I think that's the power of having mentorship. That's the power of having others who have been victims that can explain to you. Uh, I didn't have anybody helping me. Right. And right. so that was my thing. But although even just now it just hit me though, some people are victimizers in a different arena. That is, they're victimizers of their, them, their themselves. Right. Because, what, 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 because they've settled. By the way, once you, folks, please don't settle because once you settle uh, for less, you receive even less than what you settle for. Yeah. Right? So, 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 so you, you, you got to understand it. But, but, but what I mean by this is self-sabotage will start affecting you to where, and I've seen some women like this that, that like, you know, every man I've always had has done me wrong. Right. And then they literally start victimizing themselves by, they set that as their expectation. Right. And this has been years ago before I was married. I dated a young lady and she was shocked at the way I treated her. And I was like, what do you mean? This is, she's like, no man's ever, you know, that's just not, and quite frankly, the relationship deteriorated because she was in such victim mode, which is incredible because in the beginning, especially we got a strong male, right? And here's this female talking about her problems. And most relationships, I don't know why, most relationships start off with people talking about their problems. <laughs> well, right? Most people connect over their wounds, woundology. Yeah, exactly. uh, let me show you, oh, oh, that's bad. Let me show you mine. Right, exactly. <laughs> 
but 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 instead of taking those, so, so sometimes you got that super alpha male's like, okay, I'm gonna help this young lady through this, you know, because I'm uh, you, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I'm saying, but but in her in that case, it was so like it was like, you know, I, I, you shouldn't be treating me this good. This is this is too good. It's like no, there's, what do you mean by too good? But what deteriorated the relationship is, I couldn't help her over that. You know, right. And some things, like you said, responsible, take responsibility. Let me say this. Sometimes it only takes one person. Now, thank God you can have a team. But sometimes it only takes one person. And sometimes right. it only takes one decision. And sometimes, Doug, it takes one action to change your life forever. And every once in a while. You for good or for bad. You, right. You got to be the person. <clears throat> you got to make the decision. And you got to take action. And so when I, became, like, when I started seeing myself becoming a victimizer, as I told my brothers, man, I, I can't do this. I, this is crazy, man. What? No. And, and of course, and I, and I stopped them from messing with the guy. That were, and I was like, no, 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 we can't, can't do this. And this I never happened again. I, I got to dedicate my life to empower other people who've been hurt to get out of that. And so, so, so yes, I, uh, I mean, I don't think people, as a matter of fact, I know people, they don't have to become victimizers themselves to go from being a victim to a victor. But I do know one thing is it never happens without people taking personal responsibility. Again, the wound is not your fault, but the responsibility for healing is going to be up to you because other than that, you'll be lying on the side of the road bleeding and, you know, people come pick you up and go take bandage you up. And you'll go, you'll go right back to the, <laughs> the same scenario and it, you don't even understand it's in your own mind, but, right? So you can break through the victim mode to being a victor and understand that here's, and here's the best way to put it. If you learn to grow through whatever you're going through, that's when you get the breakthrough. So, so when victims learn to start growing through it, and a lot of those of us who've been victimized say, okay, this was terrible. This was wicked. It shouldn't have happened, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But what can I learn from this? Right. You know what I mean? What can, and, 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 and if any, what part do I, if, if there is a part, and sometimes, sometimes I, I've heard people argue, no, at some point you have to have, no, I, I, I can't quite see that. I can't go there. Okay. The person else wants to go to find, I can't. But if, if you think there's no way that you had any kind of responsibility, there's something that you could have done different. And in a lot of some cases there's not. Okay. But here's what I'm saying. Take the responsibility for your healing to get the help, to get connected, to hear information like this, to wake up and say, you know what, I, you know, because the Bible says when I was a child, I spake as a child, I thought as a child, I reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. So, so again, as a child, you know, you can feel a certain way. You can, but once you become a man, once you become a woman, it's like, okay, you know what, I got to grow up. I got, I, I got to do this. You know what I mean? So how does so one... I be, so, I, so I became, I decided to become the dad to my children that I never had. Right. I decided right, that to yourself. Yeah, exactly. To the child in yourself that you never had. I decided when I was little, by the way, I was, that wasn't going to happen to me anymore. Uh, being jumped by being a teenagers. And that's what propelled me to get in the martial arts. So now looking back, this is crazy, but looking back, I'm thankful <laughs> in the situation that that happened because it propelled me. And when I joined the martial arts, Doug, I tripped on my own feet. They called me Mr. Baboon. They made fun of me. And I literally said something like this laugh now. Because one day I'm going to whoop all y'all. <laughs> and the day came, by the way. Here's one reason why. These, our sensei, Japanese teacher, he's telling us to do punches. Everybody else is punching me. I'm everything, every punch, I'm giving it everything I have. You know why? 
because I'm propelled by this thing that happened that I'm, I never wanted to happen again. So I don't know why everybody else was working out. See, I, I had a strong why that was driving me. And they were like, Harris, ease up, man. You're trying to make us all look bad. <laughs> <laughs> I paid the same price the, the, be in the class you, that you paid, but I paid a greater price before I joined this class. What you, you know what I mean? And you're and, gonna get more out of it because the more you invested in it. Right. And by the way, for many years, I stopped even telling the story because I got to be such a victor. I didn't want to tell the story, but then I understood I was hurting some people because they looked at me and they're like, okay, this guy's strong, this guy, this thing. So he must not have been through anything. And then I realized that in my story, it's gonna be somebody else's healing and somebody else's help. And by the way, um, I think somebody said transparency and vulnerability is the greatest power of today, right? When people who are in leadership can, can be vulnerable and say, and transparent, say, listen, I haven't always been like this. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I came from. This is like a, a friend of mine that wrote a book and his book title is called, You See the Glory, But Let Me Tell You the Story. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I tell people the story oftentimes is very gory, <laughs> right? So so I started noticing it, it was helping when others were, they were like, oh my God. I had some people say, I never knew that about you. Like, wow, like that really helps me because I had kind of, a guy was honest with me. He said, I kind of just distanced and said, you know, Dr. Breakthrough, he, you know, he's 10th grade black belt, he's this, he's that. And that's why, that's why he could do what he does. <laughs> right. Not understanding the, the 10th degree black belt was in your head first. Exactly. And that pain of not having a dad, the pain of no, not hearing a phone calls like, okay, I'm going to be the dad then that I never had. Right. The pain of being so lonely. And, and, and then one day realizing part of the loneliness is because I had built blocked in myself and created this hard that it wouldn't yeah. let anybody in or let, let any of my true. And so I was giving off the effect to people that I was this angry you know, uh, and so who wants to be around a super angry guy that not just has a chip on his shoulder, but every time he got around, he, you know, he yeah, you kick your ass too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Watch well, the Lose, lose. <laughs> well, so as we're having this conversation and and looking for spaces and teachable moments, Ooh. there's there's a lot of like there's a lot of pain right now, so there's no shortage of that. No shortage. Right. No shortage. And there's a, there's no shortage of what appears to be for many, a lot of um, work, let's say a lot of action, a lot of activity, a lot of, uh, you know, behavior. How does one start looking at the behaviors and looking to decide if this is actually helping or hurting? Because, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, or from the outside looking at, you know, some of the behaviors there, this is where I think a lot of people, they don't know what to do or say, right? Like I'll just use an example, like tearing down monuments. I don't disagree that some need to go. I'm not arguing that point. And I appreciate the pain, but when behaviors like that are happening, how does one go, this is helping or this is hurting? This is taking us to a goal of what we want of, which is, I, I would like to think that unification, the, the, the respect, the, the way you and I have our, you know, our loving conversations, we're different people. That's okay. Like, I, like, how do we, how do we make those discernments and how do we help those like kind of appreciate like the conversation. 
Well, for, first of all, there has to be there has to be an openness. Okay. Right. Again, I'm, I'm giving you my perspective, but there has to be an openness. I, I just came from a business establishment, and the gentleman said to me, um, "So why can't we just?" Why can't we just get over all this and just let's just have progress? I mean, why can't we just? Yeah, why can't we have the makeup sex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try, try that one with a woman who's been hurt enough, right. and you'll find out, right? Right. And and, and 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 by the way, sometimes what you got to understand is a person you can victimize them long enough to where you know you know there used to be a show on TV called Snapped, right? Uh, I think Snap or oh, it was that it was the like it was a uh, who done it thing where they talk about like a person who's been abused they got caught. It's it, yeah, no, 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 no. It was Snap. I think it was called Snapped or something. Anyway, but a person that they've been abused, 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 and finally they just snapped. They just went right. berserk and they just you know they you know killing their victimizer or doing something you know way out of character. Like it was like way okay, yeah. You know she was the most quiet. Loving, kind, and then she so, snapped. Right, and she snapped. Right. <laughs> so, so here's what. Here, so, so let's let's do this. So, um, so I was, I was talking to a guy, and he said, "I just really want to get." I said, "Bro, try asking the Jew to forget the Holocaust." I said, "If you go to Germany right now, I said, do you know what you see?" I said, "You'll see monuments of survivors of the Holocaust. They have a, museums. They have." I said, "But." And, and, and all over Germany. But guess what we have here? We have statues and monuments. And, and, and we're going to lose some people here. And, and hopefully I don't lose you all this. But no. We have statues and monuments to people that literally um, stood for maintaining slavery as a way of life. And the monument represents to some of us. The monument represents, listen, puts why can't we, and I said to the guy here, why couldn't you have some monuments up of people of color who have made positive um, deposits, done some positive things? And I said, why is it that you could take Bonnie and Clyde who killed policemen and they're like immortalized? You could take Al Capone, immortalize these kind of people. But then there's nothing being said. Like one guy said to me, he said, well, I, you know, black lives, I, Instead of Black Lives Matter, maybe if they said Black Lives Matter also. And I said, you, you got a decent point, but can I, let's entertain the thought. And I said, forget the, there's nothing about the politics and I don't want you giving anything, I don't, but that, let's just take it for face value. If we say all lives matter, nobody has a problem with that, except we're not seeing all lives matter. If you say blue lives matter, nobody has a problem with that. If you say Black Lives Matter, now there's a problem. So that would let people believe that there really is a problem with the black then. Because if all, if I, well, God says, well, you know, when I see you, though, I don't see a black guy. I said, well, I don't know why you don't. God made me this way. It's okay. When I see a woman, a female, I see a female. When I see a child, I see a child. When I see, I mean. Well, I, and I think, the, I, so, if so, that, so, so. Okay, so let me okay. get to your point. Then. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so some of the people, um, yeah, so some people, the, the, the range of it, that's their expression, and some sometimes the, some of these local officials are recognizing, "Hey, man, we did, you know." So that's at night. Let's just take this down or whatever else. But it's a it's a it's a it's a semblance of something that nothing's being done about. That seems to keep perpetuating what's happening now. Like even in in, in school, what I went through, the whole thing is saying, "Well, the the, the civil rights, civil law, excuse me, civil uh, war wasn't about slavery; it was about states' rights." You know, and then, well, what's the state right they were fighting over? I mean, come on. So let's get honest about stuff. How are we still celebrating Columbus Day? I mean, 
The guy didn't discover anything. He robbed, murdered, raped, looted. And how do you still honor somebody like that? So you got to understand what's going on through some people's mind. It's like, this is like, wow. Right. It's crazy, right? So I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. So let's mm-hmm. have discussions. And again, and, and, and answer your question, have discussions. And that's, that's, let's work on saying, okay, but, but just having discussions about anything being done is very harmful as well. And, and if you get married, you know that. Like, like, Agreed. I, I, I only want to hear and I'm sorry. I want to see a difference and, and change, right? Which then goes back to the microwave society. Right. Where we want to change instantaneously and some changes cannot yeah. be measured instantaneously. Well, okay, but this can, this can though. Which can? Can you, can you, can you show me a video? Um, okay, this is going to get kind of rough. Could you send me a video of any white male that gets killed because he's pulled over for a broken taillight or failure? Well, to- no, yeah, no, no, of course. No, probably no, no, not. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Because my buddy and I, we, we was having this discussion because I was, I was trying to help him understand. I was like, bro, but you got to understand this thing is, is like super, super deep. I said, I, I, said, I hear what you're saying. Because he's like, but the policeman, he said, we got to protect the policeman's lives. I said, of course we do. I said, but the policemen have to understand that they have to do their job within. I mean, if you've got an anger issue, don't be a policeman. Right? <laughs> if you're trigger happy, don't become a policeman. Not but dispute. if you are a policeman that does something wrong, then let's let's get the proper, you know. Agreed. Get, get, it, get it corrected, right? And right. So no, criminals shouldn't be doing criminal activities. Police, we need police to help. Of course. Justice, you know so I, mean? I guess what I'm saying is, but that that's my point. The instantaneous a result would be like, so we, there's no way we would know today that something's not going to happen in the future. It's going to take some time of, you know, of just exemplary, like, uh, credibility of say, okay, so this hasn't happened. And obviously that's horrible. It's not what I mean. I I'm, I'm just, that's why I'm just saying the time, like there's going to be a timeline just like with any, differing positions then we need evidence of that shift through the process of experience that 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 was all i meant by that the instantaneous yeah and here's one of the things as a matter of fact i was i've been thinking about this is helping me because i may just i was thinking about doing like a seven day you know radical racial racial reconciliation challenge right Mm -hmm. where for seven days we just because we got to have people that are having these discussions that don't have a political agenda, you know, that don't have that, like I said, don't have a hidden, it's just like, like, look, we have to get along as brothers, or are we gonna annihilate each other? Right. <laughs> right, right. And, um, but, but there has to be, you know, reconciliation, right? And so, and so, so it starts though with, with great conversation. Right. And here's what we gotta understand, if, if I wrote a six, okay? So if I wrote a six, right? So depending, and if I put, lay it down, now here it's a six. If I lay it down, it's a six. But if you're standing on the other side, it may it's look a like nine. a nine to you, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's going to take, take us to say, okay, let's, let me come over and, and, and sit where you are. You know, yeah. you come over sit where I am. And that's have a discussion without the, the explosive emotions. And if it does, somebody does get explosive, Let's learn how to not get explosive back, back. And, say, and say, I can understand your pain and your hurt. 
Yeah. But we could probably get a lot more done if we could talk, you know, can we, can we just kind of, or maybe we need time to rest a minute and come back another hour. Or what, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and let's talk things out. That's good. Because we, there's so many powerful people, you know, we have, we have so much to offer. And so how is it that we're going to be at odds? See, you ever, you ever write as crazy as I might think one of your beliefs are, but you ever write to that belief, right? And as crazy as some of my beliefs, I'm having, now when your belief though infringes on, you know, something that then now there's an issue of like, okay, now you got to keep that. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and, and sadly, I think what has happened and, and I think you hit the nail on the head right there and, and is the charge that is associated to it. Um, and the, the challenge is when someone is heated, nobody's like both, like they, what they both get heated. Nobody's thinking. No. And things are being said and then things are being remembered and things are, you know, like everyone's getting triggered up. Right. Like I, I use the example, like even before this all happened, um, the, the COVID, like when people started getting locked in, like that triggered up people. Oh my goodness. I mean, so like all of a sudden people who are normally pretty calm and pretty, you know, whatever, you know, those wounds start getting a little exposed and you don't realize that they're there. And it, it really creates a, a challenge to move into open dialogue if we're coming from anger or worse. And, and this is like, it, it's actually scientifically proven and, and how it, it changes our mind is disgust. That if we have actual disgust, game over. Like there, you, you almost can't come back in, well, there's certainly not in that moment, but if it gets like ingrained in you, this is a, a major challenge. And, and sadly, that's what it, it, it seems like right now, everybody with good intentions appears to be gaslighting someone else. Because like they're, I think they're honest people who, who genuinely want to make a difference and they're doing their best. And there are other people who are getting pissed off because they're pissed off. Like alcoholics drink because they're alcoholics, not because it's raining, not because it's sunny, right? So it, this all looks like addiction to me, quite honestly. Like people are getting addicted to their position and not being willing to come on to have an open conversation to be like, let me, because like what you shared with me, there's no way I can even appreciate what you've been through. The fact that you shared it is, is astounding. And it, 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 it helps me understand more because like human beings, we, in our minds, we just think everybody else thinks the way we think and our model of the world is what you've experienced. Like I've experienced the same thing. Why is that any different? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, it, it, and as a matter of fact, you know, it's, it's, um, it is, it is so needed today because, you know, I've got to tell the story real quick when you mentioned about the addiction, um, alcohol, and you probably, I'm sure told the story many times yourself, but this fits into when we're talking about going from being a victim to a victor. And that is, you know, two, two, two uh, brothers, one ended up being super successful and the other literally became an alcoholic. And so they were being interviewed and they, the, the interviewer asked the, um, the, the, the son that had a problem with alcohol, he said, you know, you've had some struggles in your life, you know, obviously you got some problems with, you know, with the bottle and uh, just talk to us a little bit. He said, well, man, what do you think I was going to do? My, my old man was an alcoholic. What do you think was going to happen? So, of course, the guy's perplexed. So he asked the other brother, um, you know, same household, same boss. So 
you seem to be a successful businessman. Like, give us some some tips. He said, well, my old man was an alcoholic. You didn't think I was going to grow up like him, do you? <laughs> right. Right? And so, and so they, here's what happened. They both were blaming their dad, but it wasn't their dad. It's the way they perceived things. Yep. And so it was a B.F. Skinner who said that, that uh, we're a product of our environment. I disagree with that to a point. We're not of a product of our outside environment where we grew up because you have good people that grow up in ba bad situations and bad people that end up growing up in good situations, right? Because we all have individual choices, right? We have a free will. But I do believe and know for sure without a shadow of a doubt that we all are a product of the environment of our mind and our thought process. And again, that's why what you're talking about, what you do with your different guests is so powerful. And that is, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, I heard a poem years ago to help set me free. It said, fleecy locks and black complexion cannot forfeit nature's claim. Skin may differ, but affection dwells in black and white the same. Rise so tall as a reach the pole to glance at the ocean at a span. I must be measured by my soul. The mind is a standard of a man. And all of a sudden it dawned on me is not the color of my skin, the texture of my hair, what what hood or ghetto I grew up in, or what, you know, it, it's what I put in here that affects this. And and that's what's going to help to bring a change when each of us start to say, okay, listen, what, okay, let me let me hear this person out, okay? Let me not respond to your certain trigger words, certain things, and you know, let me hear the person out, right? And and that's make the goal to see see what can we agree on, what can we reconcile, what you know, and that's that's make that the goal, okay? But here's the problem though. But when you when you say no, like the guy was saying to me, no, it should be Black Lives Matter. Also, I said, bro, do you understand what to a black man? Here's what you're saying. You, it doesn't sound right unless you say it the way I think you should say it, <laughs> right? So well, that's so my, said, my I, whole. I said to, but I said to this guy, if you came up with Black Lives Matter two before all this came up, that might have been a great term. <laughs> you wouldn't you <laughs> get attached, about, right? You yeah. Saying that you, yeah. you know, now you're saying qualify, qualify that a little bit. This makes me uh, get it a little better. And so, and, and again, and I'm not totally against saying, okay, then. You, you, I said, you can start doing that. Then you start, you do it, and hey, maybe. We, but that's, but that's not even an issue. It's not the the, the 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 verbiage. It's the action. Right. Right. And so that's what I'm saying. That's why I love again what you're doing. You say, okay, well, let's let's talk about it and find out what are some steps that we can do, and uh, and so it's not going to happen overnight. But we're not going to put it on the back burner and put it in the crock. No, pot. of course not. So, and, well, and that's, and this is like I think you know, so valuable. And I wish more of these things happened. Was like, okay, well, what specifically can we do, and how are we measuring it? Because as a society, right? Like, what is what is the outcome, and how do we know we're getting closer to it? Because I think. I may be wrong. Like I look at my relationship with you or like, I, and, and let me just, I just wanted to back up one thing that I, I think sometimes gets misinterpreted when someone is, and I'm just mind reading here. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I never say like, I don't see color. Cause I, I see, I see you're different. Like you can't drive without it. <laughs> right. But what I, what I do believe in my heart is I don't discern. I don't make decisions. I don't sort over color. Like I don't like make a decision about someone because of their appearance. 
And I think that is what gets misinterpreted by some when they say, like, honestly, what they're really trying to say is I, I, I know you're black and I don't care. Like, I love you for who you are. I love you for who you aren't. And, and now maybe have been ignorant to and unaware of the, the depth of the challenges you've been experiencing because of the world I live in. There's no way I could know and totally okay and, and want to have a conversation about because we don't want anybody living in pain and are willing to take responsibility, willing to do what it takes, not argue over like trivial things, but like really what can we do because I, I like to think most people, most people want everyone to be happy. Most people are truly good natured. They may be misled. They may have like thoughts that they've picked up over time and they've stacked on top of each other and they may not realize that things are happening or things are being said. And with raising awareness, they go, holy crap. Wow. That's effed up. I'm so sorry. Wow. That's not, you know, like, like I was saying to Heidi the other day, I, I like the, the, the Confederate hey, flag. Heidi, I said hi. I will. She left. She loves you. She loves you so much. Okay, we, we all got to hang out um, when we're closer and we can travel. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I was just thinking like, hey, I, we're, I, we're doing digital travel now, bro. There you go. Yeah. We just got to get the family. We'll just have dinner I'm on your Zoom. Place and you're mine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like, I, this sounds horrible because, and, and maybe it's a, a problem with the school systems or whatever and, and all that, but like the Confederate flag, right? My only real exposure growing up to the Confederate flag was it was on top of the General Lee. <laughs> there was no history to it. It was on a car for good or for bad. But so you, you would be shocked when you learn the true history of that. Right. No, no, I know. I've, I, and I, since I have learned, but I'm just saying that like it, th- that craziness so for so looking back, I go, you know, man, like I, if you don't know, you don't know. Right. Obviously, it's it, things are becoming and and necessarily so more aware of some of the horrific stuff that happened and and needs to be sort of kind of go, oh wow, okay, yeah, <laughs> I can see how that would piss you off. <laughs> Got it. Holy crap. Sorry. I like I I get it. Well, and I like what Dr. Uh, Dr. King said. I, you can't make a man love me, but at least let's put some laws in place where he can't kill me. <laughs> fair enough. I, I mean, I think that's fair. Because <laughs> while I'm still alive, then we can maybe bridge, make a bridge, and even if we don't, I'm still alive. You know, you know what I mean? But here, right. here's, one, here's one of the problems, though. Um, I was a college professor, and um, they, they wanted me to teach a course on black history. And I said, I'm not going to teach black history. So why? I said, need. I said, no, I'm going to teach the role of blacks in American history that's been omitted. And sadly enough to say, sometimes purposely omitted from the history. So I said, so, so here's what happens. It, and, 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 and it makes it easy sometimes because I, I'm teaching class. And, 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 so, and so people raising their hands say, now, um, Dr. Harrison, you, you, you sure this guy was black? Not just white students, black students as well. You know why? Because the only thing they'd ever heard was about black people being slaves, maybe Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Duff, you know what I mean? Um, but everything they'd ever heard, I mean, if you would look up who the Long Ranger really was, <laughs> he, he looked just like me. Why, why'd, you, 
You see what I'm saying? But, 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 but they were like, was he good? I didn't even know the Lone Ranger was real at all. I thought it was completely fictional. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. It's See? Real, bro. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but was it Boss? Oh, man. What's the guy? Base. base something. Anyway, okay. Let me, let, let me, okay. Let me, but here's what I'm trying to get to, though. This is not white people. This is black, white people and black people that are so shocked that they're asking me that, professor, are you sure? <laughs> I said, yeah, the name of the class is The Role of Blacks in America. <laughs> okay, now, Doug, let me, so I don't want this to turn into, but let me just tell you a quick little story. So at, at the college I went to, they had biographies of great men. And so I went to my professor afterwards. I said, sir, this is powerful information. I mean, this is incredible. These men, your company is awesome. I said, but could you help me out just a little bit? He said, what's that? Could you teach me about somebody that looked like me that wasn't a communist, that w- that wasn't, you know, some uh, rabble trying to call Trump. I mean, is there somebody that looked like me that was a great man that you can cover? So 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 these guys, this these are these are some good principles and things I'm learning, but can I have a practical role model, somebody that looked like me, so it means I know they've been through a little something or similar something to what I've been through, but yet they still made it. Because see, without that, it makes it easier for a person to fall back. Is, is I'm just right. it, it, this is never going to change. I'm never going to be able to get to break through this. And that's another whole thing for the doctor breakthrough that a lot of people don't know. <laughs> like, but 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 I, I said, and he said to me, and I was shocked. He said, "I never really learned." Uh, I apologize for you, brother. He said, "But if you go to the library," he said, I, "There's a name." He gave me a name: John Jasper um, and Samuel Morris. He said, "Study them." Um, you see, and so not only did I find those, I found a plethora of powerful information. And so that professor was older. And so he moved on. They had another professor that, uh, and so I said to this guy, I said, look, I got all the gathered, all this material. I said, when I went through the course that you're now teaching, I said, it was like, it was like all white guys, right? Like, and y'all didn't even cover, uh, no, no, he did cover three females, but it was like 90% guys right and, and some female but it's like nobody was at black it's like bro you know so I, I got i got all this information everything so if you want to take this and include some of these into and he said to me i don't have time for those people now, oh, i lost oh there you go oh he said yeah i don't I, i'm pausing because i want oh. people i don't have time for those people to cover those people. Oh. i don't have time for that Right now, part of that is oh. maybe he had his whole. I thought you were saying that to someone else. Oh, I got it. You, he said that to you. Yeah, he said. Yeah, I said uh. I got all this information. You take it, and so by default, I had to teach a course on great black men. Why? <laughs> Why can't we? If, it's, if he's great, that's cover him. Yeah. Right? So, so you understand what I'm saying? So, so I like what Dr. King said: judge a man by the content of his character, not the color of his skin. And I believe you ought to have qualifications, but when you make color qualification, now, you know what I mean? And now when you have the, um, oh, what's it called? When they, um, when you have to hire a certain amount of-, of, of Oh, uh, yeah. Um, affirmative action. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and then you have the backlash. Well, they're just hiring him just because he's black. Okay, well, you got hired a lot of times just because he was white, because <laughs> your name sounded right. Now, I'm not necessarily for that, because anybody that's really, we, we don't want anything given to it. We just want what's ours. We just want the opportunity to do like, 
what we heard to be free, to be, you know what I mean? And that's what people want. And, and, and so, so for me to have to sit down my sons, I'm driving my motorhome and I get pulled over time after time after time after time. And the policeman just wants to know whose motorhome are you driving? And so my son, he's, he's like, dad, you teach us respect, authority and everything, but why, like, why are they treating you? Like, why do they keep stopping you? You're not even doing anything wrong. You know, and I'm like, well, son, you know, we, so I got to give him this talk and you know, the kind of world that we live in. So I'm saying things like that, just like it's some, of the, some of the stuff. So, so people have to be taught. But here's one of the things I asked the guy that was at just the business with us. I said, sir, how many teachers going through school? How many black teachers did you have? He said, um, so I, I probably could tell you probably none. I said, well, you're right. I said, okay, so how many positive things that you've learned about in history about black people, their contributions and so forth. And I was like, for instance, did you know the first person that defied and the first person to die for American independence was a black man? He's like, no. I said, did you know there was 5,000 free blacks that fought in the Revolutionary War? And George Washington said, we will not have any vagabonds or blacks. But these guys said, wait a minute, this is our country. We're here, we're free. We're gonna give our lives to maintain the freedom. And, and I said, what about Peter Salem, who was a hero in Bunker? I mean, we could go on and on and on and on, and not just back then, even today and things. And so what I'm saying is, and I asked this guy, I said, do you know anything about Black Wall Street? And I was like, uh, he's like, Black Wall Street. I said, okay. So here's a lot of people say, well, I wish no, Black folks just get their act together. Okay, all right. No, no, I wish everybody get their act together. But watch this. So these Black folks couldn't do business with white people. They did their own community, created thriving businesses, and it was so thriving that then white folks got mad and came in and looted and burned the place down. Now they called it a riot. It was a massacre. They called it a riot. And the reason why is because the insurance didn't have to pay out when you call it a riot. So none of these black folks, hardworking, wouldn't bother anybody that were looted, burned down, policemen just sat there, the, the, the um, fire trucks and so forth. But not in just Oklahoma, but we're talking about also in North Carolina, in Richmond, Virginia, and Rosewood. I mean, so 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 because because I had a buddy of mine that wrote a book called Racism Doesn't Doesn't Matter, and he was a brother, looked just like me. And I said to him, I said, man, no, racism does matter. I said, we got two things. Now I said, I know what what you mean. What you mean is you're going to be the man you are, whether a person's racist. Their ideology about you doesn't have to affect your ideology about yourself. And so I said, I understand. I said, but bro, <laughs> you're, you're right. The way you're coming with that book, I said, and when you think about Black Wall Street, so we got to have two folks. We got one where I'm going to work on me no matter who you are, what you do, or what you say about me, right? But in the end of the game, if you're going to take my life and I'm not even uh, resisting, I don't even have a gun on me, I'm not being a threat other than you're threatened by my color? I mean, come on. I was like, bro. So, yeah, so no, there's, some, so there's all kinds of things that need to be worked on, right? And so, you know, and, and so again, I appreciate this, can, can have this, I wouldn't play on going here. I don't, we right. would, <laughs> well, but, I, but it's, part, it's part of what we've been talking about though, you know? Yeah, well, I think it's, it, it, it digs deeper into our conversation because while it's very, you know, we, from the personal development world and, and the world we live in, we are agnostic, we are non-racist, we're like talking about people, we're talking about spirits, we're talking about like, you know, from that angle. And if people are still, 
Uh, I mean, a human spirit doesn't have a color. <laughs> right, right, right. But if people are living through that on down here and it's preventing them from getting to that next level of conversation, then we need to meet the conversation where it is to help move it to where we want it to go. Um, because I think ultimately, I mean, I can speak for you. I have in this sense is that we both agree that there is tons of pain going on right now on, on multiple levels. And this is not a, an easy conversation. It is not a, it's very complex. There's so many moving parts. There's different reasons for different people, for different experiences. The references are all different. The models of the world are all different. You know, there's 7 million, 7 billion people on the planet and each one of us has our own model of the world and a different perspective, different nature, different nurture. And, you know, and, and the thing is, what's so crazy is the one thing that we could all agree on is that we want things to improve. I like to think that. Well, yeah, there, there's some people, and of course, obviously there's some elite powers that be that we, they, we keep them divided. Well, and <laughs> so there, I think therein lies, I, I think if we were really smart, yeah. we would like agree to disagree on some stuff and they go, you know what, we, we still got to align and, and let's take everybody in power out of power. Let's create a new ecosystem, a new financial, not new financial system, but take control of it. Because really, I think what it boils down to, if I look at it, it, it almost looks like it's more about like money, those with versus those without. Right. Yep. A lot of times, that, a lot of times that's what it is. But also, it's that, it's that um, wounded, not properly healed spirit, which I never thought, of, thought about this way. Body, soul, and spirit. There's only a color on one third of that. Right. <laughs> right? There's only a color on one third of that. It's like, really? But think about it. But, but the other part of the, the, the soul, that human's the mind, the will, the emotion, so forth, do you know what they found out in, in a um, rehabilitation place? They, they, they were arguing, not white and black. They were arguing cocaine users versus crack users. <laughs> and the cocaine users were saying, we are better. You guys use the cheap stuff. The, the cocaine. You guys use that cheap stuff, crack. We, you, like, dude, you're both. There's something about, there's something about that. That, that, that unhealed, demented human spirit that has to feel better by trying to put somebody else down, right? I make more money than you. I'm a better this than you. I'm a this or you. You know what I mean? And so all of that, we, we've got to learn again that, that when we take care of that, when we really love, see, if we really love ourselves and do like the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself, none of this would happen. I, oh, I, you, Doug, I told you the other day, I didn't. I grew up not liking me, and then, but now I love me so much, man. If I wasn't me, I want to be me, right? Right. <laughs> and I, but, but, but it dawned on me, though, if God could love me and he's perfect and he knows all my imperfections, if he can love me, surely I could, you know, love me. And so we need to look at that with other, but, but you know what? I live with a woman that I don't agree with on everything, and she doesn't agree with me on everything. And guess what? Sometimes those hard conversations, when you do it right, it brings you even closer. A hundred percent. And that's the only thing, I guess, if there's a silver lining that these challenges are creating is that opportunity that we are truly like, this is going to sound so crazy, but uh, have you seen the new uh, Trolls movie, The World Tour? 
I have not. Okay, go check out that movie. Because I was watching, I'm like, this is like I said, the height I'm watching, I'm like, this is kind of biblical. Like some of the stuff that are going on, because like the tribes go splitting off and, and all this. And Heidi said there's like a whole group of people who are thinking like it's, it is, but like not in a good way. But I was watching, I'm like, wow, if you just look at it, everyone like, because I look at it growing up, because I'll use music as an example, because that's what they were talking about the, the movie. Growing up, I was a metalhead. Okay. I love metal. And growing up, there was that time when disco sucked. Right. There was that whole era where, so it was like, you know, like if you like disco, you sucked. If you like, you know, metal, cause I grew up like in metal, all, everyone hated me except for other metal heads. Right. So I was ostracized by my community because I was the dirt bag, the metal head and all of that. But when you watch the trolls movie, it was all about the music that split off and they each became their own tribes that had their music. So it was the classical trolls, the uh, techno trolls, the, um, the funk trolls, like they, they're all in their own like troll thing. And then funnily enough, the rock trolls, like she wanted to take over the all of trolls because the only good music that existed was rock music. And everybody else had to, you know, basically uh, succumb to the rock and then everything, you know, cause everything else sucked. It was similar. Like if you watch it, it's like different mindsets, different ideologies fighting right now. But when you watch the movie, when they ultimately come together, like I like to think that we have more in common than we don't. Right. And we're not, you know, we're, we're not spending as much time on our commonalities and what we can celebrate and work on together. Are we going to be, have differences? Of course. Like there's always going to be jerks in the world. There's always going to be some form of like oppressive energy that people are going to be fighting against. So it's kind of in our DNA because when we don't have it, we create it in our own mind. So it, it's like finding a way to use it productively, right? Constructively rather than destructively. But it, they, they ultimately all come together. And I, I was, I was weeping at the end of it. I was like, it was just so like, they all came together and they all sang together and they all like found a way to celebrate their differences and align with their similarities. It was, it was pretty powerful. Well, if you think about it, I mean, the people that believe the Bible, Cain and Abel, I mean, they were brothers. One brother killed his own brother. Yeah. <laughs> Over what? <laughs> right? It's like, so, so, so here's the thing. Uh, as, as you're saying, I mean, we, 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 like, you know, we have things that are similar. Um, but, you know, if you got an orchestra, it's not all the same instruments. It's different instruments, but they're playing in harmony and unity to make a beautiful sound. Yep. And that's what needs to be happening here. But see, let's take Chicago, for instance. In one part of the town, you got a guy who has uh, issue with drugs, and he goes to jail, and he's locked up for a very long time. Now, if you live on another part of Chicago, now you go to a treatment center. What's wrong? And <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, so you got you got you got you got some people going to jail uh, because of drugs, and you got other people who who make money. So, so, so. <clears throat> So long, we need to have things that, are, that, that are, are, are correct and, and it's all about justice. It's all about doing the right thing. Um, and again, but those in the meantime that are the right things not being done, um, you know, we, we and you, whoever you are, be a victor in every situation. And one of the things that Jesus said that um, he said, Father, he hung on the cross, forgive them for they know not I what know. they do. And I read that I was like, no, they knew what they were they, look, you know, no, no, they don't really understand. They don't really, 
it was the old Indian proverb, you, you know, unless you walked a mile in another man's moccasins, you know what I mean? And so sometimes it just takes that time of, of because, I, because when someone hurts me, you, my, my first thought is they meant that, they know it. But then it's like, but how could they really know what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, when I'm, you know, something just happened the other day and I was, I was really getting, I was like, oh my God. And then I had to learn to, t- I had to talk to myself, so wait a minute. They don't really know what I've been through all the way. They don't know how I'm feeling or my perspective, my situation, or whatever. So, so just, just because you just don't want to make it where you get to the point where you're just like, Argh! right? You want to be able to be able to stay in control and then be able to, like you said, objectively say, okay, so let me have a discussion and let's see if we can, you know, and it may be, and it may take time, right? And it may take, you know, just all kinds of things. But one thing for sure is um, we as a people. There's only one race. It's called the human race. It's just different hues, you know, <laughs> right? So it's just different hues, and nobody's really black, and nobody's even really white. <laughs> right? It's also not anymore, too. That's the other thing is that we we become so um, I don't know. Just uh, well, again. I guess it depends on the world you live in, right? Like I, my choice, I surround myself with like-minded people. We all do. And my world is in the personal development world. Like we're, I, like, I don't see the same things other people do. And that unfortunately sometimes then puts us in a position like, well, it must not exist because I don't see it. Right. 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 (laughs) And that's sad. You know, and and like, I know I need to do work on that because I forget. And, and by the way, this, this isn't just about that. This like, I, Heidi and I would talk about it and I'd be like, why don't people know like what I teach? I'm sometimes I'm like, I, I go to teach it. And I'm like, God, oh, like I, I, not that I don't have the confidence to do it, but I'm like, they got to know this already. And Heidi's like, you, you know, you like part of like the 1%. I'm like, what do you mean? Everybody, everyone I know knows this. You know what I learned years ago, Doug, there's no such thing as common sense. Cause what's common to one. So it's common to me. If five guys want to jump me, it's common what to do. I've been trained. Right. Somebody who's not been trained is not common sense what to do. <laughs> yeah. So what? So what's common sense to one is not common sense to another. Is based on their skill set, their backgrounds, what they've been exposed to, and so forth. You know what I mean? So when we start understanding that, because that you know, that's in essence what your wife was saying without saying. Right. Yeah. You know I mean, because to you, it's like this is common sense. Everybody, you know what I mean? Everybody knows they got to manage their emotions. What do you mean? <laughs> right. And their expectations. Yeah, that too. Right. But hey, man, but, but, but I appreciate this time. I don't go too long. I know you've been, we've been um, quite a while. I am soaking wet. Oh, my I'm God. So, by the sweat of my brow. I want you to know I give it everything. Oh, uh, thank you so much for, for that. Man. So let's, I mean, obviously, we're going to keep, we, we stay in touch. Let's like maybe start thinking about ways that we can be leaders even more powerfully and, and expose yeah. Some... Think, think about that because I think I might just do a like I say a, a seven day challenge racial reconciliation among so people that say yeah I want to rec- you know let's reconcile this thing yeah let's it's, yeah let's just have a better understanding and and feel complete about it and know so you also need to know that there are people like on your side obviously and are like are wanting to just kind of go hey let's let's be like the goal. Let's be clear about what the goals are so we can reach them. I think that's one of the challenges that some people have is they're trying to figure out what's the outcome. Because if we only look at behaviors, well, that is going to end up 
being not necessarily the best, let's agree on the outcome and then let's discuss the process. But first we got to figure out what the outcome is. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. There's two, there's two, I mean, the same thing that's causing the racism is the same thing that's causing the, the sex trafficking, you know, it's the same thing that's causing the, I mean, it's just, there's just so much that's going on. And I have to believe there's a matter of fact, one of my acronyms for hope um, is have optimism prejudice expires and it does so when we have proper education and when we have different experiences we may have empathy and so forth you know but but while we have our freedom now to think that there are people that are snatching little kids snatching young you know what i mean and I some of the sex slaves today in 2020 yeah it's insane i, I can't like like to me that's another one of those things where like it's unfathomable Yet it happens. So that was a whole lot more than people think. And so, so we got to get back to the, there's got to be, there's got to be a change. And, and you know what, maybe, with us. maybe that's what we need is something bigger than us, bigger than a racist thing to focus on. If that makes sense, that that way we can align because we're so busy focused on something else. We're able to then see, the 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 humans and not be judging by that because we're focused on because i'll just leave you with this last thought i think that we're probably going to see aliens because at some point we're not going to be able to that'll that'll start curing there'll be some alignment and then there's going to be something else that's got to kind of get us out of uh to, to fight about something Okay, you went way out there on that one, but right. Okay. I wanted to, I wanted to hey, interrupt hey, your pattern. I look, I look, I, I, I think I seen a few aliens already today. <laughs> See, now, well, I'm just, I'm just having fun with it, and and yeah, also right. interrupting the pattern and, and, and just and, talking and, about and, how crazy things get. Right, and let's go back to the race thing because I, I know what you meant by that, but from a black perspective. That's interpreted as the way it always is. Okay, let's put that aside. No, no, no. And See, okay, and I apologize. That's not what I. But I know. I yeah. know that's not. But I'm just saying. But for people that look like me, that will be watching this, um, some of them were up with you up until that point. Got it. You know cool. What I'm and it's just like with me. I'm, I'm, I'm in conversation, and my wife, my wife will hit me underneath the table, and I'm thinking, what in the world? Now, at first, I was like. Baby, what are you kicking me on the table for? Did I say something wrong or something? We get home, she's like, baby, well, Thank you for it. kicking me. Because I, like, again, that's it obviously no, was not intentional. You're not supposed to say that, though, out in public. You know, you know, but just know if I'm kicking you, you're saying something, doing something. But again, sometimes I'm not even aware of, of what, and sometimes I'm saying the right thing, but, like, I'm a super, if you can't tell, <laughs> I can't tell about you either, a super passionate person, right? Right. Like, I'm sometimes, like, over the top. And sometimes it's like I'm saying the right thing, but I'm so over the top about it. So my passion sometimes blow, just blows people away. It's like, what? Right. It's like, baby, everyone's white. Just, just breathe. Just. And I tell people all the time, like, I'm like the kite. She's a string. Come on back down. There you go. I'm like, <laughs> right. And so we we have to we balance each other. And, and so we got to have that. But um, but yeah, but let's just say, but here, here's Israel. Let's close on this. Was that, um, see, there's some people, even in our court system, when, with some of the laws, see, the only the, the atrocities that were done to my people is because we were looked at as not full human, three-quarter human. And some of those laws still exist on the books. So stuff like that has to be changed. Stuff like that has to be dealt with. Stuff like that has to be. 
and there's again a lot of people don't even know it right and i I think for a lot of it it's the average person they're ignorant to that they right right right. but the prevailing things that are happening are based on that faulty foundation of course that that, and, and so and so going back to what we talked about already in some people's mind to them the pulling down of that to them represents you know again right or wrong i'm just saying that's sometimes a theology of right, and 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 again, I don't disagree with with that. It was just more of the that conversation of wanting instant results when the thing they really want is a change in policy, a change in you know and an some experience. Of those policies can be changed overnight. Have to some can, overnight. some can, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Now that's not going to mean that people will always abide by it. But guess what? That's why. I mean, dude, that's why you got policemen. I mean, I'm one of the most upstanding guys you're ever going to meet, but my wife has to remind me about this heavy foot, right? And it's amazing whenever I see a policeman, I just have this way of slowing down. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and you know what? Sometimes, I'll never forget, I got this ticket one time, and I told the policeman, I said, because I I, I heard this one guy preach one time, and he said, when a policeman gets stopped by a police, say, thank you, sir, for correcting me and helping me to get better. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> and well, by the way, the policeman I said, the first one I said that to says, wait a minute, what'd you just say? I said, well, thank you for correcting me and helping me be better. I know you're just doing your job. He's like, man, just go on. Well, thank you for correcting me in, in, in my, uh, my comment earlier that was, oh, I, no, no, help no, me no, make no, better. Oh, okay. But, but I'm, I was just saying that though as, um, as illustration because uh, I told the policeman, I said, by the way, sir, I'm going to go five miles underneath the speed limit for the next 20 miles if there's such a thing as trying to make up for <laughs> And I did, by the way, I did. My wife said, I'm so proud of you. I said, all right, baby. She said, but if you listen to me a little more about your driving, I was like, I'm just, I got it, I got it. So what I'm saying is this, even though we're good people and we know what's right, we still need somebody sometimes to be, we can be accountable to and Right. And, and, and on that note, and, and we'll leave it at that, is I think that the more we assume the best of each other, the more we, our expectations is not of perfection, is of progress, is of, okay, awareness and, and the ability to have the conversations without blowing up. I think that's where, you know, we're going to have it. And that's for any relationship, you know, that's one of our, for Heidi and I, it's one of our like most important things is assume the best of each other. Yeah. And not just blowing up, the whole backing down and shutting down part. Either both, that too. both right. Neither are good. <laughs> right. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah, let's be honest enough to say, hey, I need more time. I'm about to lose my crew, or I'm, yeah, I'm, give, I'm give me feeling, a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or I'm feeling like I'm about to shut down. Like no, no, we, we, they're both they're both damaging to this, and it's not helping. And so, but anyway, man. But I appreciate you, man. I'm, I'm going to close out with a poem just to help everybody. And, Please. Um, just to, just I think it'll give perspective. And that is the most dangerous people are not the ones who hit you with clubs and rob you with guns. The thief won't attack your character traits nor belittle your abilities to your face. It likely would be a well-meaning friend who merely crushes your will to win. No, he doesn't rob you of point a gun. He simply says, it can't be done. And when pointed to many who already are, he smiles and says, but they're better than we are. Personality-wise, the abilities too, they're way ahead of what others can do. And it matters not that his words are untrue for you, for that others must know you. So you're robbed of your hopes, your dreams to succeed, robbed of the faith that makes you believe, and left to doubt if you ever achieve. So the deadliest of people is not he with a gun, 
but he or she who tells you it can't be done. For that taken by burglars can be gotten again, but nothing can replace your will to win. And we've talked about some incredible things. Don't you dare let the naysayers tell you, oh, those guys, all that talk, it'll never happen. Well, it probably won't for them because of what they say and what they believe, but it can for us. So we're going to keep believing and striving toward that. Doug, you the brother like no other. You the Amen, master brother. disaster can't say it no faster. You too strong to be weak. You too sweet to be sour. You can't take credit. It's all Heidi's power. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, honey? <laughs> Brother, thank you so much. Let's keep the flow going. Anything I can do for you, keep the, the mission going. Uh, we're here to support you. I love you for who you are and who you aren't. And um, man, thank you for a powerful, powerful conversation. Much needed. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> I love you, brother. Give that little baby a kiss for my wife and I, too, man. Oh, will do, man. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Let's see you soon. You rock. All right. Thank you so much for stopping by and hanging with us. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast right here. And we look forward to serving you even more. Remember, Download your free guided hypnotic meditation at guidedhypnotic.com. That's guidedhypnotic.com where you'll get your free anxiety-busting meditation. We look forward to serving you, and if you have any questions, comments, please feel free to reach out. All right, we love you for who you are and who you aren't. God bless.